Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name's Andrew Bascom, and for 124 episodes, we've helped you lose money on everything. It's a sports gambling podcast where we lose as many bets as possible in about 20-ish minutes. Heads up, probably a little bit more. That's probably on the ish side of the 20 minutes this week. Because on this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on UFC 276 with The Gambler. It's an incredibly stacked cards, two title fights, and lots of ways to lose money. And of course, after that, a recap of our picks and a record check at the end of the show to see how much money we've been losing. One topic this week, 8 to 10 bets on this card alone from me. I can only imagine even more from The Gambler. Let's not waste any more time. On to bet number one. UFC 276. Joining us now to talk about UFC 276 is the one, the only, our MMA expert, The Gambler. Gambler, how you doing? Doing well. Uh, it's a very exciting weekend. It's the mm-hmm. you know one of the marquee fight weekends of the year, the July 4th, uh, which ironically this... Uh, this year's uh, close to being on a weekend. So yeah, it's a, yeah, a marquee, marquee fight weekend. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And, you know, I just think it's just, I am so excited for this card. I am so excited for this card because almost top to bottom, there is a fighter you know in everything. And, you know, like it, almost in every fight. And I just don't want to say that as like, you know, I know I watch a lot of MMA. You watch a lot of MMA. And, and I'm not expecting everyone to watch like every weekend. And then you're watching Bellator and you're watching the underground and the people upcoming. Don't worry about that. Not that at all. But even if you're just uh, like a fly-by-night fan that just, you know, shows up for every pay-per-view and stuff like that, there are a ton of fighters of consequence in this card from top to bottom. I think, I think this is a card, uh, it's a dream card for the true fight. Um, because mm. it, like you said, it's, it's so deep. And I, I think that, you know, you could make a case that what they're calling now the early prelims are, are even more exciting than the prelims. Obviously, we don't have to talk too much about the main card because that's, that's going to kind of attract even yeah. the, the mainstream, less knowledgeable fans. But yeah, no, they, they put a great one together for uh, July 4th without kind of a more traditional superstar like a Conor McGregor or a Ronda Rousey or even a John Jones. Uh, they still managed right. to do a good job. See, and that's, that's so exciting. So, we're going to talk about our three favorite fights in going into this that we both have action on. And then we're going to throw out some flyaway bets and we're going to, trust me, you'll have lots of bets out of us. But let's start with the Sean O'Malley, Pedro Munez fight. Uh, Sean O'Malley's running off at about a minus 300, roughly around there, to a plus 70, 270 for Pedro Munez. You know, I, it's an interesting fight. Do not, like, you know, I was just saying this before we started, do not doubt the cult of Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley is one of those fighters, a young guy that just kind of speaks his mind. And whether maybe you don't always agree with what he says, there are so many fans for Sean O'Malley. It's crazy. So this is going to be an exciting fight. How do you think it's going to go? Well, it's, it's funny because I find myself saying this now for the last few Sean O'Malley fights, but I feel like the UFC is not pulling any punches when it comes to his matchups. I really feel mm-hmm. like they're not even trying to hide the fact that they're basically spoon-feeding Sean O'Malley wins <laughs> and just want to prop him up as much as possible to milk Milk him as a cash cow. Um, yeah, I, I I think like most, I'm I'm on O'Malley. Um, I mean, you, you look at a guy like Munoz. He's one in four in his last fights, mind yeah. you. Yeah. He's he's faced some pretty incredible um, mm-hmm. competition. I mean, he's faced his 
His last five fights are Dominic Cruz, Jose Aldo, Jimmy Rivera, Frankie Edgar, Alamein Stroke. And then before that was <laughs> Cody Garbrandt. So, yep. I mean, you know. So who's who? Yeah, he's definitely f- faced the top of the division, but he's lost four of those fights. So yep. um, he's definitely slowed down. Um, I-, I think just some quick numbers. I, I mean, Munoz is a, is a, is a punching bag. I, I mean, mm-hmm. he's got an incredible chin, but he absorbs six over six strikes per minute, six significant yeah. strikes per minute. Whereas O'Malley is known as a volume striker. He lands yeah. on average 8.3 significant strikes per minute. He's got a 62% accuracy and he only absorbs about, absorbs about three. So mm-hmm. the matchup could not be more favorable to O'Malley. Um, I do think that Munoz's durability will pay, play a key factor. Um, yeah. I don't know that O'Malley will get the finish on this one, especially because he, he tends right. to wear guys down. He's not a one hit, like a, like a knockout puncher. He's, he's more of like a wear you down and then you kind of knocks you up with, uh, due to exhaustion. So I mm-hmm. like the O'Malley money line. You're not going to get great value. I just feel no. super confident about O'Malley. So you're going to have to, you're definitely going to have to lay some odds right now. I'm seeing minus 290 minus 300. Okay. So it's not yep. great, but again, you got to bet with confidence. What I do like is the value bet as a sprinkle on uh, O'Malley by decision, which you can get as high yeah. as plus 170. So yep. those are going to be my <laughs> picks for this fight. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. That's exactly my thinking as well. I have O'Malley via decision at plus 170 written down as well. Munoz is hard to finish. And, and you know, all those fights against all these really good fighters, a couple of those are going to be Hall of Famers, you know, go to decision. And so O'Malley could just pummel on him and just tee off on him and do that thing where he's turning around to the crowd and like waving for more because he's not too concerned about it. You know, there is a little bit of, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's doing the fade away and you know, absolutely. Yeah. I, there is a, there is a whisper and I've heard some people talk about a Munoz inside of the decision at plus four fifty. I really think at that point you are such a gambler that you are way past this podcast at this point, because if you're laying money on that, I, I, I really tip my hat to you, but I think, I think Sean O'Malley is the way to go. I just am also not touching the money line. But I do have him. I do have his money line in a parlay that I'll kind of say at the end a little bit. But I'm right there with you. O'Malley via decision plus 170 feels like the right one for me too. All right, let's go up to the next fight. Okay, the next fight we're gonna get into the two main events here. We're gonna get into the two two title fights. We're gonna talk about Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Uh, you know, we've seen these guys in the ring lots. There's not a lot that needs to be more said. But the last two fights that they went to, Volkanovsky won both of them by just one, just razor thin one on both of them. So I'm very interested to see this third fight. It's just funny to me because the two of them did all they could. They, you know, they fight each other twice. You're like, oh, I guess that's what we saw. And then they just go out and win and kick ass away from each other to only find each other back again. Are you excited for this third fight? I'm, I'm really excited for this third fight, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, this is a rubber match. I am okay. very much in the camp where I could see why they gave the first fight to Volkanovsky. It was razor yeah. close and some idiot judge had it 50-45. I don't know what fucking yeah, fight he was yeah. watching, but um, the second fight I actually had for Holloway. Now, mm. that fight was razor, razor thin. I don't think it was egregious that they gave it to Volkanovsky, but I definitely scored it for Holloway. Um, I think he did enough, and, and I think ultimately they, they gave it to Volkanovsky, A, because he was the champ, and B, because he kind of came on late and probably stole yeah. a, at least a, a one late round. So for me, it's a rubber match, so that's why I'm really excited for it. And 
Um, I'm I'm on Holloway. I think I think Holloway wow. is one of the best value bets on this card. Um, okay. I think you're going to get incredible odds on Holloway, and I honestly think that he's not as big of an underdog as Vegas has him. I mean, if you again, you go back and you look at both fights, they could have gone either way. The second one, especially, and I think that Holloway has the style that you would need to beat a guy like Volkanovski, who is extremely well rounded. Is yeah. you know uh, uh, an absolute cardio freak. He's got good grappling. He's also a good striker. Uh, but you know Holloway is maybe not as technical, but he's a fantastic striker. He's got a granite mm-hmm. chin. He's got equal cardio to negate uh, Volkanovski. And yeah. I think he made some great adjustments in that second fight, specifically with how he was handling leg kicks in the first fight. Mm. Yeah, Volkanovski lit him up and realized if you take away Holloway's legs, you can reduce his movement. In the second fight, Holloway altered his stance, didn't take nearly as many leg kicks, had more success on the feet. Um, and if you look at Holloway's recent fights, he's coming off of two huge wins over big, big names, huge. Rodriguez yep. and Qatar. I mean, my God, he set a record in the Qatar fight where he landed 445 <laughs> significant strikes which is absolutely insane. Just crazy. He he ragdolled (laughs) Rodriguez, which nobody expected. So Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, Holloway, despite, and here's another, you know, crazy stat about Holloway. The guy's only 30 years old. I mean, I feel like we've been watching Holloway for like a decade or more. I feel like he's been in the UFC forever. The guy's had 25 fights, but he's not really showing signs of wear and tear slowing down. I think he looked absolutely incredible in his last two fights. So, yeah. um, I think Volkanovski's got the edge in the grappling. I think Volkanovski's yep. got the edge in, in probably striking accuracy. Volkanovski's not a heavy puncher, uh, like a heavy-handed puncher. You've got the durability of Holloway, the volume of Holloway, and the pace of Holloway. I love the money line on Holloway. I, I, this is my favorite yep. bet of the card. You can get Holloway as a plus 170 right now on the money line. I absolutely love that. And I'm going to throw out the sprinkle. Uh, of Holloway by decision because this fight will absolutely go by decision. Uh, absolutely. Go to decision. Um, and, and actually, that's probably another good bet we should throw out there is just fight goes the distance regardless of who wins. Um, yeah, at minus 200. It can't, can't go wrong there. So yeah, the sprinkle plus 320, Holloway by decision. Those are my picks for this one. I, you know, I, I can't fight you on the decision. We are going to see a decision. And no matter who you like in this fight, take them via decision. You know, we have the Holloway plus 270. We have Volkanovski plus 125 just because of the odds there, but both via decision. It's going to go decision. And like, while these guys are incredible and tee off and have finished people very recently, you know, I just, I think there's just a, a perfect pairing here where you're, you're going to see it go to decision. It's going to be incredibly brutal, but it, I, I completely agree with you. I, I don't know what to do with this. I think I want to go with Holloway as well. That is immediately my reaction as well, because I also feel the Max Holloway won the second fight. But it is also becoming a very Vogue pick, and you know how I feel about betting with the public. So I get a little worried about that, but I think my, my bet would absolutely be for this one, and what I will be taking is Holloway via decision at plus 275. I'm not even going to take the money line at that point, but I am going to take the fight go to decision minus 200, and that'll be one of the legs of the parlays I'm going to be talking about in a little bit here. I just, the other one too is like, is Alexander Volkanovsky just like underrated still? Like, he is the number two pound-for-pound fighter in the world by the UFC's own rankings. So, like, incredibly flawed rankings, nonetheless. But that, that's how they view him, or at least that's telling us how they view him. 
it's it's really hard to argue with his record. And and I think the guy gets a lot of grief about his his fights. You know, he's not finishing mm-hmm. guys. I mean, he finished the Korean zombie, but that was, I mean, that was Oof. literally, they didn't have anybody else to put from. The Korean zombie shouldn't have been in that fight. Mercy killing. Um, yeah. And then before that, you know, he finished Chad Mendez back in 2018, but that was kind of when Chad Mendez on his way down. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I think he's just one of these incredible athletes who's also a good fighter. Um, but at the end of the day, the reason I have a hard time with his pound for pound rankings is he's got two razor thin decisions over Holloway that could yeah. have gone either way. One of them, again, definitely, I think Holloway had. Um, he did beat Jose Aldo by decision. Other than that, I mean, the Ortega fight was was probably his, I would actually put the Ortega fight as his marquee win because he brutalized Brian Ortega, brutalized mm-hmm. him. And yeah. that was when Ortega was uh, a very up and coming or, or like kind of a UFC shooting star. So to me, yep. The guy's 24 and one. You can't deny that he's up there, but I just don't mm-hmm. look at him as this, you know, goat or, or, you know, one of the goats of the division like people yeah. have him at, because I just don't think he has enough impressive wins. He has a lot of wins, like period, but he doesn't have yep. enough yep. marquee wins. I give him, I give him props on the Ortega one. And then other than that, nothing really razzles and puzzles. Well, I think that's I think that's everyone's general, you know, feeling on this one. And you know what? You know, far be it from me. If he goes out there and knocks out Max Holloway, then it's gonna be like, holy shit. Then there's got there's a signature win that he can always put down there and go, like, you thought I lost second fight, look how I did on the third fight. Okay, totally fine. But until then, I think there's always gonna be that nagging feeling on that. So I'm I'm glad we're on the same page. It scares me we're on the same page. I'll I'll say that. It's never good. But stay I away. Don't... It's I always say that. No, it's stay uh, away. Uh, when when you and I are on the same page, stay away. Oh God, absolutely go the other way. But I doubt we're going to be on the same page for this one. Let's talk about it. Talking about pound for pound, the third pound for pound fighter in the whole world, Israel Asandia is going to be facing and defending his middleweight championship against Jared Cannonier. Uh, long odds on this one right now. How are you thinking this fight's going to do now that Izzy's back in middleweight? I, I just think that, to me, the theme of this fight is rinse and repeat. It's, mm. I, I think ah. they're putting a guy in front of Adesanya who is the same type of fighter that he's now been facing time and time again. And every time they put a bigger yep. guy in front of him, oh, he's too big. Oh, he's, he's got his hands are too heavy. Oh, he's going to grapple him. And it's like, listen, Jan Blahovich wrote the book yep. on how to beat his D. And, and that was, you know, Jan Blahovich is a big 205. Okay. Yes. That is the exception to the rule. These guys mm-hmm. that Izzy's fighting, they are big 185ers but they are not tool fibers mm-hmm. and, and right. uh, can especially because he's not very tall. He's got decent reach nope. for, for his size, mm-hmm. but he's still going to be, uh, you know, he's, he's not going to eat uh, or, or uh, compete with Adesanya on the reach. And I just feel like he's like a, you know, like a, a shittier Yol Romero or is not as hyped up ah! Paulo Costa or uh, yeah. not as technical Marvin Vittori, you know? And I wow. just feel like, it's it's a stylistic nightmare for a guy like Kenny here because he's facing a guy yeah. who is tremendously more technical, a guy that gets compared to Anderson Silva with some of his movements. I don't know that he's as mm-hmm. good as like Peak Anderson, but I don't think yeah. there's a lot of fighters <laughs> or maybe any fighters in the UFC yeah. currently who have the movement that Adesanya has and mm-hmm. pinpoint accuracy. So when you're yeah. a heavy-handed brawler like Cannoneer, 
and you're facing one of the most technical champions out there, I do not see a path to victory. And 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 furthermore, I just feel like Adesanya's beat this kind of guy multiple times and beaten them easily. Like everybody thought, oh, Costa's going to really give Adesanya a rough time and, and really, yeah. you know, maybe push him or punish him. Adesanya embarrassed him in that fight. Embarrassed him. Yeah. Marvin Vittori, yeah. you know, round two, Adesanya put on a clinic, was never in trouble. Yoel Romero, who everybody thought, oh, Yoel Romero, what, Olympic wrestler. You know, what is Adesanya going to do against Olympic wrestler? Terrible fight. Terrible fight. But Odyssey mm-hmm. was never really in trouble. So I just look at it as a rinse and repeat. Um, you're not going to get a lot of value on the money line. I, I don't know that I'll go the money line because it's, it's, I mean, the best that I saw was like minus 360. So I'm probably yeah. going to stay away from the money line. But I do like the Adesanya by decision. At the end of the day, Cannoneer is uh, a pretty durable guy. And Adesanya yep. is not like a knockout uh, specialist. He does finish guys. I mean, he finished Costley, finished Whitaker, but he typically mm-hmm. does go to decision. Um, so I like, personally, I like the Adesanya decision plus 125. Yeah, okay. I, I think that, and that's totally fair. I think that is going to be a very popular bet. I, I also like the fight goes the distance at minus 105. I think that's a pretty good bet to be putting out there. Cannonier's very tough, and in the, in the instances in which he loses, which hasn't been often, by the way, especially since he's moved down to, uh, to middleweight, uh, th- that he loses by decision. I just, there's also another thing. I want to throw out a couple of two small bets. Israel Adesanya via submission at plus 1,400. Now, why in the world would he do that? How many people has he submitted ever? Very few. But for some reason, in every goddamn interview, he talks about submitting this guy, or he keeps talking about, like, fantasizing about submitting him. And I just, I can't get over this idea that he's going to, like, try and put those he feels like that kind of guy that would like have do the, you know, put his words out and trying to like, if I say it out loud, it'll happen in real life. So I just, for some reason that scares me that he's going to think he's going to submit him. I don't know. At plus 1400, there's like 20 bucks I never want to see again. I could totally do that. Now, in a weird way though, I think this is going to be my flyer where I'm going to take Jerry Cannon here at plus 400. Oh, okay? good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I know that's a true, that is true gambler talk right there where one gambler looks at the other of just going like, Oh, you're going to lose? Good for you. Good for you. I like that. Uh, the, the thing is, he's a bigger fighter. Yes, that's the argument for the Omblahovich thing. He's a bigger fighter because Jared Cannonier used to be a heavyweight, let alone a light heavyweight, now at a middleweight. I mean, the guy used to fight at 246, so there, there's something there, right? He's, he's, he's got a frame that had 246 pounds on Yeah, and especially at six feet tall. Like, that's, that's a thick guy. So I, there is an argument a little bit there. And then the other one is, like, th- there are... This sport is an incredibly tragic in the way that you never lose in the big one. You never go like, and these are the two fighters, and it's some crossroads, and that's when Israel Asanya loses when the next person on the way up is. It's this incredible sport where you lose against the guy that you're not supposed to lose to. The second you keep your eyes off the prize, I just, I don't imagine that Israel Asanya is waking up like Rocky and having a little picture of Jerry Cannonier in the mirror that he stares at every day when he shaves. And does, you know, like, oh, like, like, like Ivan Drago, I got to get this guy. I got to get this guy. I doubt that that's been happening. And in a weird way, the sport hilariously takes that kind of stuff away from you. And this is where someone like Jared Cannonier, the Matt Serra of our generation, can get a win out of nowhere. And, and, and at plus 400, I think it's worth it because I'm not sure. And just like you said, I'm not sure the money line is going to get you very much for Israel anyway. And so it's more like a pizza money. You never want to see this money again. Kind of Jared Cannonier and try your best. But that's also why you tie it to the fight goes the distance. And you could feel pretty good about maybe one of those bets winning. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, you can't argue with the, the, the value that you're getting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that... <laughs> I, you're being I, nice. I like that. I, 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 I'm trying to envision, like, I, I guess if he catches him with, with a big punch, because that's, that's Cannoneer's kind of go-to. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you, like you said, it, it's, it's, he could be the Chris Weidman, you know, to Israel's uh, exactly. Anderson Silva. So. Actually, that is a good comparison. I do like that, because there is something very similar about Chris Weidman and Jared Cannoneer that's like, well, he's really got to knock him out with something straight. Like, that's pretty much what's going to have to happen. Um, so there you go. So we're going to disagree on the main event. So the all is right in the world where someone will win in that one. Thank God. But is there any other fights on this card that you're going to be putting down some money on? Yeah, I, uh, I, I like the Strickland Pereira fight. Um, okay. Because it's, it's kind of another nice stylistic matchup. You've got Pereira, who's basically like an elite championship kickboxer um, yes. versus a, a relatively low-key uh, very scrappy guy in Sean Strickland. He's kind of got a nice story where he's in a really bad motorcycle accident, thought his career is over, and he's kind of been just uh, climbing his way back up. Um, so I, I, I like the value on Strickland here, where you're going to get Strickland money mm-hmm. line as a minus 105. Strickland has definitely like pretty decent wrestling and grappling, where Pereira has none. So look for look for yeah, Strickland to uh, take advantage of that. And, and uh probably grind out a decision win. So give me the Strickland money line at 105. Okay, there you go. I like that one. Okay, Strickland money line, money line uh, plus 105. I'm going to be taking, uh, this is another kryptonite. And it's so funny to have kryptonites like, you know, I keep betting on the Yankees and whatever, you know, like some big team that's very popular. Everyone understands what you're talking about. My kryptonite is Macy Barber. Uh, like, and also talking about bandwagon fans, even most bandwagon fans would be like, Macy Barber, right? She was really young at one time. It's like, yeah, that's her. I keep betting on her. She sometimes makes me money. I'm going to be taking Macy Barber. She's the big favorite going into the fight against Jessica I. I'm going to take her via decision at minus 125. She is so much bigger than everyone else at that division. It's insane. And I don't know I just how she makes the weight. Deci- I don't know how she makes the weight. I have no like, idea. So, she's like a tree trunk. It's, it's insane because then you get them, like where they do that, where they like touch gloves and you're like, I can't believe they're in the same division. Like it's insane fight time. So I, via decision is also how I think she's going to win. She's very good. She's very technical. But she doesn't have the knockout power, and I think just that huge frame is just laying on people. I think it's going to be really tough on Jessica I. Uh, not that anyone will shed a tear for that one. So I'm going to take Barbara via decision at minus 125. I love it. Um, yeah. It wouldn't be a, a true a 4th of July card <laughs> if we didn't talk about the Cerrone-Miller fight. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's a shame they never made that Cerrone-Lozon fight. They tried twice. Wasn't meant yeah, to be. But, but this is a you know this is a close second. I mean, my God, I... I if you look at how many fights these guys have combined in, in the UFC, it's, it's sometimes is more than all the other fighters on the card put together. Um, yeah. So the, the, I like the, the odds on one of these, uh, on one of the props on here. Uh, Miller by decision plus 295. Okay. Uh, so I hmm. like that. I like, I like wow. Miller winning by decision. Miller doesn't always or doesn't typically finish fights. Uh, Cerrone, I think, is at this point, you know, just a, a, a shell of, of the old cowboy. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I like Miller by decision. Okay, there you go. And then my other fight that I'm going to do right before I get into my parlay here is I'm going to take Muniz via submission against Uriah Hall at minus 110. He's a really big favorite. Uriah Hall actually seems like a pretty quality fighter and like actually a pretty good like story and nice guy and stuff like that. But this this is an absolute fodder for guy you haven't heard of versus guy you kind of have heard of. So when 
guy you've never heard of one, you're like, hey, we should really notice that guy. That's pretty good. Via submission seems like an absolute lock of what's going to happen. Ooh, that's, that's pathetic fallacy right there. And so I'm going to be taking him at minus 110. Um, and if I tie that all into a parlay here of Amunia's Barber O'Malley, so those three cards just for the money line, and then uh, Volkanovsky and Holloway to go to the decision, all that together, plus 225, big favorite parlay. Hard to argue with uh, with yeah. a, a, what is that a five five four, leg four leg four leg four plus leg two twenty five four leg oh, yeah. at over two hundred uh, nothing wrong with that no and all favorites I can't wait to find out which one is going to screw me because like it's just it's one of those ultimate like all right which one of you is going to betray me and I can't wait to cross somebody off a list and go wow I'm never gambling on you ever again you just start the clock at that point right you just <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you place the bet and then you start the clock. I was going to say, how far into the card can you get before the parlay's broken? I honestly, well, the problem is most of those fight in the early, early card or whatever, the pre-preliminary card. So I'm going to find out really fast if I can throw in another parlay just for the main event card, uh, just to see if I can throw some good money after bad. So, you know, Gambler, we threw a lot of picks out there. We're going to do a little recap right after this to, to tell everyone what our bets are again. But thank you so much for coming on. We wish you hope. We wish you nothing but the best of luck as you lose money on UFC 276. It was uh, it was a pleasure to be here. It's great to come back for the Fourth of July card, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's enjoy the picks buffet. Recap. Okay, we threw out a lot of bets on this card, so let's try and get them all down. Here are the gamblers' picks first. He has O'Malley on the money line at minus 290. O'Malley via decision at plus 170. Holloway money line at plus 175. Adesanya via decision at plus 125. Strickland money line at plus 105 and Miller via decision at plus 295. Myself, yeah, I got a little weird here to start. I'm going to go Israel Asanda via submission at plus 1400 because him and I have both had a dream that he does that. Jared Cannonier to win the fight at plus 400, a little bit of pizza money, a little bit of sprinkle, and the fight to go the distance, my favorite bet from that fight at minus 105. We have Holloway via decision at plus 175 and O'Malley via decision as well at plus 170. We have Barber via decision at minus 125. And holy God, if all these things go to decision, this will not be as an exciting card as I originally thought. I'm also going to take Muniz via submission at minus 110. And I have a Muniz, Barber, O'Malley, Moneyline, and Volkanovsky Holloway to go to the distance as a parlay at plus 225. Wow, that's a lot of bets. Got it? Good. Record chat. Okay, last week we got a little squirrely here. We still have the Stanley Cup Finals. I took the Colorado Avalanche. I took the money line. I took the minus two and a half. I thought it was going to be an ass kicking. I was wrong. I lost on both counts. The Tampa Bay Lightning won that game to push it to a game six where Colorado Avalanche would eventually win and win the Stanley Cup. It is so amazing that for the beginning of the playoffs, almost from the beginning of the season, I'm like, Colorado Avalanche are going to win the Stanley Cup. And yet I somehow lost money on them all the time. I just could not pick exactly when they were going to win, even though I had them winning almost all the time. Just an, a really good chef's kiss way to end the NHL season. You knew who was going to win, and you still couldn't make money on it? Wow! Welcome to sports gambling. Then, in the UFC fight night, bread and butter, baby. Bread and butter. I went four for five. I had Magni Rockman in under two and a half rounds. That was a win at minus 140. I had Josh Parisian uh, to win at minus 120. That was a win. The over one and a half rounds, that was a win. The uh, Gamaret Matus fight, I had Gamrot, and I won at plus 210, even though I'm not really sure I should have. The, the judges, I think, were absolutely in the bag on that one. What are you going to do? And the only loser was in that fight. I had under four and a half rounds, unfortunately, with decision. But you go four for five, there's nothing to sneeze at there. And then the other one, 
This is great. I loved betting on the over-under domestic box office for movies. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, we took Elvis and we took the over 32 million. And you won't believe this, but it made 31.5. So that's a loser. What a loser it is. That's probably what the doctor said when I was born. What a loser it is. That is unbelievable to lose by $500,000. Couldn't you have you circled a few of your friends out there to help old Andrew win a bet? No? Okay, I don't blame you. So we're going to lose on that one, but I bet you we do that again. That was a lot of fun. Now over to at Losing Money WAB. That's our free daily picks on Twitter, on Instagram. We went 8-5 and five for a plus 3.8 units. So while on, our, uh, on the podcast, on episode 123, we went 4-4 four and four for a break-even, we are up money this week because of at Losing Money WAB, our free daily picks. I can't believe we made money, but we did. Baseball coming around on us. How about that? That being said, I cannot wait to lose money on UFC 276. Please subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Baskin wherever you enjoy podcasts. And please give a subscribe and a like to at Losing Money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever you decide to waste your time. We'll be back on Friday next week to lose money on so much more. Have fun losing money. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!